this episode of the full nerd is intel arc already a flop and yes jay i am an idiot nice Welcome to episode 223 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Brad, it's been a number of weeks. I have missed Yeah, you. it has. Oh, man. Well, I, yeah, last week I had to do a show lo- alone with Gordon. It was, oh, man. It was oh, brutal. I, I saw rough. that. It looked, it looked uncomfortable. There was definitely, you guys left some space between each other. Yeah, there. I can the, understand why. Nobody listened to it. The, the numbers were like zero. Everybody in the comments was like, bring back Brad. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. My favorite part of every week, actually. So <laughs> I know, right? It is fun. It is just fun to be able to just nerd out on stuff all yeah. the topics of the day and do it in real time without like totally screwing it up it is amazing you know i don't want to curse us but we really haven't screwed up in all these years like have like, we not i don't know not screwed up like <laughs> you get to your desk and there's security guard with all your stuff in a box kind oh, of yeah. oh yeah my, i haven't been talked to by from my boss's boss about anything we've said yet so far so <laughs> let's keep that streak alive oh i i do want to i want to show off this cool shirt i got though oh uh, oh yes it's a basketball shirt. It's all about 18. The, yeah. And oh. It's actually a replica shirt. Where's the where's the part that your your hands on it? Yeah, there you go. This right here. This is the this is the square where the 18th square would go for number 18. And it says mm. uh, I'm, I'm more into, Green's uh, writing nope. 64 myself. I, yeah, I I prefer Brad's shirt. Uh, <laughs> so that's just me. Uh, cool. Well, uh, do you also prefer Intel desktop GPU reviews? I do. I don't know. I haven't tested one yet. Oh, crap, man. Jeez, I hit the wrong button. Adam is so excited. Oh he, man, I'm so excited. He hit the <laughs> hit the wrong button, button for the intro music again. Arc. Yeah. I mean, it felt like. Arc was kind of like, because, you know, there was, a, you know, a real review of a card. You know, Steve at Gamers Nexus yep. did it. Awesome stuff. The A380. Got a hold of, was it an A380? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did benchmarks of it. It's kind of, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting, actually. Yeah, so uh, the benchmarks came out for the Arc A380. Steve Gamers Nexus did it. If you haven't seen it, uh, I'm surprised if you're following this channel, to be honest. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go check out Gamers Nexus. Excellent review of that. Uh, it came out and it was basically trading blows with like a Radeon 6400 GTX 1630 kind of a deal kind of level. So like bottom tier, like An entry most, level, most entry possible <laughs> level, I would say gaming performance. But, you know, it existed. Uh, he managed to get the whole one of the cards from China, the Gunnier model. Uh, there are actually some very interesting things going on with that. I have too many things open. I'm alt tabbing and accidentally hitting the wrong buttons myself. But it did. Uh, Good. So yeah, but the price for that is going to be 129 to 139 dollars. Uh, Tom Peterson went on Gamers Nexus in the follow up episode the day after and confirmed that if if it does come to the U.S., he wouldn't even say that card's necessarily coming to the U.S. It'll be 129 to 139 dollars. Uh, it just launched in China today or yesterday for the equivalent of $192. So if you're in China, you're not quite seeing those prices. But if it comes to the U.S., that'll be the price. Hmm. But that's probably like launch pricing, right? Like you know, prices are always inflated. I, at launch, I honestly so, don't yeah. have that much insight into how the Chinese market works. Yeah, so it's that's very different. different because income levels and all that stuff and probably preferences. Yeah. But I, it does, 
it is a it is a, it does speak to me why typically video card companies launch at the high end or at least near the high end yep. because yep. then you but- set like expectations. I kind of felt like, oh man, this thing is like it makes the sixty five hundred XT look like a good card, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of like it's like it really it was a really kind of ugly look and the thing is not here and like you're only selling it in one market not here because it's like no we would get our doors blown off but then you know i I think it's good though that you got tom uh you know tap as he's also called as well as ryan they they basically sort of went on this both from intel they i feel like they went on i think they went on linus too right that was a really good and also you should watch that video with with um with linus with ryan and tom because there's a lot of really good information there um, it felt almost like, is this a Goodwill tour because they knew these reviews were coming or do, were these already planned? But it felt like a little bit of, it felt a little bit like damage control in a way, because I know you want to set expectations low, but it's like, that's yeah, pretty low. You know what, I, man, I didn't even think about that till you just said that. Yeah. Most GPU launches that come out always launch yeah, at the high end. This, oh. this is launching at the low end, but then also at the same time. I was confused because when the laptop parts were coming out, the the all the talk around it was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, gaming, but check out all these content creation right. chops, and th- that's almost been kind of non-existent for you yep. know in in the messaging right now. It was so I, I thought they lean way heavier into the content creation stuff. Well, I think Steve's results from his review of that card kind of speak to why Intel's doing this unorthodox approach. Uh, one, we need to see those content creation features available and you know useful before we can really test them Mm, Uh, but if you look at steve's results he focused mostly on gaming and beyond the graphics performance level uh where it was on par with the radeon 6400 gtx 1630 ish uh it also if you didn't have resizable bar in place it suffered from really weird frame pacing issues frame timing issues so the average frames per second would go down because the time that takes each frame to be rendered spikes and stuff like that sometimes so if you don't have a relatively modern system with pcie rebar or amd uh sam is pcie rebar uh then this card does not perform as well yeah how, uh, how far back does that go i don't i don't remember support for when that started rolling around like, uh, are we talking tenth, like tenth ryzen 3000 and i think intel temp yeah. gen They've so sort if of you're looking to drop this yeah they have and if you're looking to drop this into an older system as a cheap gaming option if that's the case it's probably not that great of an option but we'll have to see for actual re- steve's review is an actual review we'll have to see for more widespread reviews to see how it goes yeah uh, so yeah, so there's there's that rebar looks like a necessity. Uh, and a couple hours ago, Andreas Schilling, who works for uh, Hardware Lux in Germany, actually tweeted that he had a chat with the Intel graphics guys a few moments ago, and he tweeted, uh, "It looks like the Arc A380 is reliant to resizable bar way more than other GPUs from AMD and NVIDIA, which follows through with what." Uh, Steve at Gamers Nexus was saying. And the reason for that is the memory controller is very sensitive to CPU memory writes, or rather is optimized for the bigger chunks of data that rebar makes available compared to the many smaller data pieces that must be processed without rebar. So it sounds like Intel optimized around having PCIe resizable bar active. Huh. I think that's actually, I, I know some people are view that as sort of negative, like, oh, you have to have rebar for it to be good. But I sort of see it as a, 
or like a silver lining in some ways, because the fact that you actually are getting something out of rebar, let's be honest, NVIDIA, mm-hmm. does what does that feature even work? Except flipping on in the BIOS? I don't know. It, like, it works to a small extent with NVIDIA. But AMD gets a really decent boost out of it on AMD CPUs. Yep. AMD plus AMD. Yeah. And Intel plus Intel gets pretty decent boost or probably even on Ryzen, it probably gets a decent boost i i kind of think that sort of speaks well to the future parts not necessarily yeah. of this one but and it probably makes a big difference uh one rebar i think is going to become the new standard within a couple of cpu generations like it should be the standard already uh now that's starting to roll out from 10th gen and Ryzen 3000 onward but it's still a lot of people have older pcs uh but if intel is planning on selling a lot of these graphics cards and its own Intel laptops and desktops and pre-built systems, then that's not a detriment necessarily. And I can see why they optimize for that. Mm. The content creation stuff, is it just simply no one has, I mean, you can do AV1 encode, but you'd have to have a version of Handbrake or Premiere that supports it. And I guess yeah. that's just yeah. something. That- and just, like uh, YouTube and stuff doesn't even support uploads in AV1 yet. So oh, I, I they don't believe uh, I think they, maybe not from, I have seen definitely AV1 content out there on YouTube. So yeah. I think maybe, but maybe it doesn't, it's not enabled for everybody, but I do wonder like sure. anybody else really, you have to have the application support. Otherwise it's not, yeah. you can't really test it. So, but I still think that's very promising too, but you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I was saying, is it a dud? Because it really looked like, Ooh, you know, like yeah. you're fighting with the 6,400, maybe. Well, an uh, interesting part is on the driver front, uh, it performed much better than you expect in certain game AP graphics APIs and yeah. game engines, as opposed to others. So, like if you have a DX12 kind of game, it tends to do better. But other engines, other API things, it didn't do as well in what Steve posted, as well as what we've seen from various like uh, user reports from China and stuff like that. Yeah. So that all between that. Between uh, the rebar stuff, it, it definitely points to the ongoing murmurs that driver issues were the big delay for this. Hmm. So uh, the the thing I'm I'm uh, I don't know I don't know the right way to say it confused about I guess is and we didn't cover the the sixteen thirty launch just because I mean we've it's been a weird month so we, we we haven't talked about it and I was like eh it's not really. I guess we can cover it a little bit here, but between that, the 6400 and then this, I, I guess I'm confused as why they're even positioning it as a gaming card at all. For me, it's more like a display output card, right? And even one mm. Big Ben in the chat is like, it's not even entry level. It's a dedicated display card like the GT cards and the 6400. For me, it's just like, oh, do you need do you need a display out card? But then it's got all this like weird gaming you know, everybody's testing it with gaming. He's like, oh, it sucks for gaming. It's like, well, is it even a gaming card? I, I, that's what I'm confused they're being, about. Like, they're being sold as gaming cards. Radeon is AMD's gaming brand. GTX, GeForce is NVIDIA's gaming brand. This is the start of ARC Intel gaming brand. So there's definitely, they're considering it a gaming card at least. Hmm. I think the issue is all these companies were kind of optimizing for the GPU shortage, the pandemic crunch, all that jazz, and just trying to get something affordable out there. And now that it... The bubble all of a sudden burst over the last month or two. These cards are looking even worse than they would have six months ago. Yeah, and I would I would disagree that it would be a, a you know simply enable your monitor card because you would just use integrated graphics for that. Th- at I this mean, there's point. plenty of CPUs that don't have that though. 
Yeah. AMD. But, you know, are cough, you really cough. buying a Ryzen 9 and then running it display out? No, even a Ryzen 5. Yeah. Like, if, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is I don't think, I, I think it's, that to me is, I would disagree with that. I think that um, it should be, you should look at the gaming performance too because it is very valuable because unfortunately that is how everybody thinks too. I also know it cuts both ways because everybody running every single game and judging this card solely on its gaming performance probably is somewhat unrealistic too because, and, and then also when you're basically sort of hardware snobby level and you're, you're talking about, you know, high end cards, you have to realize the vast majority of the entire world is happy to get 720p performance right at some free to play game yeah. that's 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 a huge huge audience so i think people it's not a not just simply turn on your monitor kind of card so and i think it for that it it probably is isn't as bad but from our from our perspective it looks terrible right it's just like ugh. Well, or or I I have uh we're we're doing some spring cleaning around here in the in the office, and I found an old Dell, what is it, an Optiplex or something like that, like yeah. an old uh, small workstation, and so I'm going to put in a low profile 6400 in that, and it's like, oh man, okay, that I, I can actually do something with it now. <laughs> so that's a little project I, I want to do, but uh, I do they actually. Good- there were there were actually uh, leaks this week supposedly from the dude who was developer behind MSI Afterburner and Reva Tuner, oh. showing off an even lower powered uh, Intel Arc A310 uh, with a 3D printed shroud. So there might, this might, that would probably be closer to the display output level hmm. if that indeed exists. Interesting. Uh, we do have a comment from the villain of the year, the award-winning <laughs> villain of the year. A friend of the show said, uh, I would honestly buy one of these for my kids. I don't want to spend a ton of money for their first gaming PC. They can get up and running on Rocket League or something and be just fine. And yeah. I, yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, it, it can be done. I think that's, I mean, the weird thing is for us, we sort of like, well, you might as well just be using integrated graphics at that point, but this yeah. is going to be better than IGP stuff. Well, right? I don't know. Yeah. RDNA 2 is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is, but you're not really, you know, are you seeing that in a, where are you seeing that as an affordable price? I, I kind of think it's, this is, might be, this might still outperform RDNA 2 in some things. I, I, yeah, I think it depends on the thing for sure. Uh, I, there, was, there was another interesting bit that happened with the A380 this week. Uh, there is uh, another, a foreign YouTube site, <clears throat> pardon me, called uh, Pro High Tech that uh, took it and overclocked it, but not in the traditional way that we're used to. He didn't just increase the clock speeds. What he did was increase the voltage available to it and the GPU performance target. And he found that doing that only gave it 6% higher clock speeds. So not very much higher clock speeds. But with the overclock in place, uh, the increased power limit and the voltage offset, uh, the average frame per second actually went up 37% and it punched more on par with the GTX 1650. Hmm. So there's some interesting things going on there. Who knows if that's hardware related? Who knows if that's driver related? Who knows? But there's definitely, they're working out the kinks on this thing, it feels like. Well, and I think Tom actually said that the, the way you're going to look at clocks on Arc is not how you're going to look at clocks. And, you know, frankly, you shouldn't yeah. be comparing Radeon to yep. GeForce to Arc anyway, but the whole, like... Yeah. People like, oh, I got this clock. I got that clock. The whole thing doesn't really mean anything, but it sounds like you will clock it differently. And uh, also, 
Uh, Linus, again, go watch Linus's videos. Great interview with uh, Tom and Ryan. But he, uh, Tom said, you'll be able to overclock this thing. You will, you'll be able to, overclockers will be very happy with this card and that kind of um, supports yep. that. And also doesn't void the warranty, apparently. So. <laughs> Until you fry it. Uh, Alejandro uh, Calori uh, in the chat said, just did a quick search. There, uh, the A380 and the 5700G are mostly head-to-head in uh, in game performance. Yeah. I, I You know, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see more numbers. I, it's possible. What's the 5700G go for? Yeah, no like $300 if I remember correctly. Yeah, so... I, well, let's see current pricing. I still think like sort of the advantage is a, is a local frame buffer is in memory bandwidth. I, I'm always going to take that. And you yeah, get 289 the, You know, honestly, <laughs> Ryzen plus this card might be an interesting pick, right? I, I, you didn't... Last week I was saying this, Brad. Like, I kind of like... I'm, I'd like a machine where I basically have, you know, like a high-end G, gaming GPU and then... A low end arc for quick sync and for the AV1 code. If, <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if assuming that uh, if the next gen uh, AMD and NVIDIA parts don't have AV1, which I don't know, yep. they might. Yep. We don't know. They might, they might not. It still feels like the early days good on Intel for being a trailblazer, but it might mm-hmm. be a little bit before it becomes mainstream. Do you think, I, I do have a question for you, Brad. Do you think that this was, you know, and the internet, it's hard for you to understand this, but they don't just like, sit around at lunch last week and then crank out a new product in one week. This card was probably planned. It, it has been in the works for years, just like all of the other products. And I wonder if they intended to service the lower end of the market, because as we knew until <laughs> what a month and a half ago, you could not get low end graphics cards. Do you think it's just sort of like bad timing on this? Cause it feels like it looks worse just because of the fact that the, the bottom has dropped out and everything. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe I will say, uh, I think it's clear that they were targeting more affordable performance, uh, and the bottom has dropped out, but I also think it totally makes sense for them to launch with this lower end card first mass produce to try to work through some of these driver issues. If you had launched with a $500 GPU first, like things need to be right with that. But if you launch these end mass, you know, for 130 bucks, and then be like, hey, there's some teething issues. It gives them because AMD and NVIDIA have been doing this for decades at this point. Intel is at this level of GPU stuff working their drivers from scratch. So I think it was very smart of them to start at the lower and get those driver issues, teething issues worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Although Intel would argue we've been doing graphics for oh, a yeah. long time too. <laughs> yeah. I agree 100%. Some people would say, well, we, we mean graphics, not what you've been doing. So that's that changed with everything okay. ours, definitely. But. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a big difference. Well, the A380 wasn't the only one uh, that has been no. looked at. Uh, there, there was the A770, right? That uh, Steve yeah. looked at. Not, not a full review yet, but he's done some some initial stuff. And then uh, Intel's own Ryan Shroud uh, posted a video Shroud. showing Shroud, uh posted a video with some performance numbers as well. So, so we get we got to look into that one too. How, how's that yep. one looking? Because that should be more the higher end. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, A 770, uh, which there's also been rumors of a higher-end A780 card. And Ryan Trout also took the tour this week to say, that's not happening. You're seeing rumors about this, but it's not coming, and we never planned for it to come. Hmm. So don't hold your hopes out for an A780. Maybe uh, a B780. Yeah, definitely maybe. Yeah. 
Actually, real quick, uh, sorry, I, I don't want to derail it, but uh, when Tom Peterson was on with Gamers Nexus and did that whole explanation of the the naming convention, that it finally sunk in for me. Okay, A yeah. is the generation, so A B C, uh, and yeah. then the and then it's the three five seven like the core i three i five i seven. I was like, oh, okay, now yeah, the branding actually yeah, makes I, a lot. I, of I, sense. I kind of like, like it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. But the uh, A750, the benchmarks that Ryan showed off, uh, they showed off Borderlands 3, Control, F121, 2021, Fortnite and Cyberpunk 2077 at 1440p uh, on a Core i9. And they wound up being about 15% faster than the RTX 3060, which, depending on the price where it winds up, that could be pretty, pretty good results. Uh he did also make the point of saying that, where is it? I wrote it down, but I forget. He made a point of saying that's how it behaves in these games. It might not react that way in all games, et cetera, et cetera. So we still don't have a good idea of how it runs on DirectX 11, let's say. Uh, so we'll have to see and wait for final reviews for that. But at least in these handful of DX12 games that they tested, uh, it's beaten the RTX 3060 at 1440p by 15 percent so huh. that's, that's pretty encouraging uh this week there were also uh wccf tech made a post saying here's leak slides of what we think art prices are going to be this is what they're showing to partners uh take that with a big grain of salt who knows if it's true or not but if it indeed is then the a750 should be around 300 bucks this chart has the 750 and the 770, both in the 300 to 400 dollar range. So, hmm. So the pricing, according to WCCF Tech Report, is the three to four hundred dollar range for the A750 and A770. Uh, towards the bottom of the 200 to 299 section for the A580, uh, the A380, where we know it's at. And then also an A310 that I briefly just talked about said it was showed off this week. Uh, and that would be $99 or less. So if that's true, there's your first look at Intel pricing. If the A750 does indeed manage to beat the RTX 3060 and comes around 300 bucks, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to depend how the drivers work out, how it plays in other games, et cetera, et cetera. Wait for reviews for a reason, but... Who knows? Uh, there was also an interesting piece where uh, Tom was talking about how they're really trying to target like the most played games right now and be like, you know, we're, we're just really focusing on the ones that are the most played and really don't in on those. So, uh, yeah, I do wonder what the performance variations are going to be like outside of those those highly That's, played games. So it'll be interesting. That's true everywhere. Every company does that. They obviously True. focus on certain titles to optimize for first. Again, AMD and NVIDIA have been doing this forever. So they already have totally tuned drivers for GTA 5. Hmm. Uh, you know, if you want to play GTA 5, Intel's working on tuning those drivers now. So that might be part of the reason why it's better in some games, not others, because they have these years worth of games to build up optimizations and tuning for. Whereas AMD and NVIDIA basically you know focus on hot games and new releases as they come out but they don't have this big backlog to try to optimize for that intel does true that seems like a lot of work though yeah mm -hmm. 
I mean, the same thing is almost kind of happening over on the Steam Deck. You know, Steam is mm-hmm. or Valve is very much being like trying to put a lot of effort into the the game support on the Steam Deck and Proton and and all yep. all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I guess arguably, if you're a game developer, you if you're running into complaints from your customers, they're all going to be mostly Nvidia and then AMD. So you tune, you fix all your problems and and bugs for the cards that are out there so well actually but you you bring up the igp stuff right. i wonder how much they do actually try to pay attention to igp oh, at all they definitely do especially when you're looking at you know those kind of like the games your kids would play <laughs> free to play practically right cheap games yeah. well, that's, so I, that's I, actually i think they're not quite as far behind as as i would assume normally yeah i, re- I really do wonder yeah. I, you know i don't know any any developers to to ask but i do wonder like what that kind of would look like hey do you already look at igp if so how does that translate to the new arc stuff uh, it's yeah well developers have to do a bunch of work on their end but uh gpu makers also have to do a lot of work at the driver level on their end and that's where intel's at right now even if developers were optimizing for xe graphics or uhd graphics or whatever the intel integrated graphics uh this is still a different beast. Totally new architecture. For sure. Yeah. You know, discrete versus integrated, etc. Yeah. No, it's uh, just one more thing, right? I, I think that's kind of like the one. I think that's, you know, originally I said, is it a dud? And I, I it just felt like it got, came out the gate sort of in a stumbling uh, a little I don't, bit, you know? I'm obviously all... all, all uh, Geez, that was not English whatsoever. I always withhold final opinions for after I review stuff or we see final reviews. But based off of Gamers Nexus reviews, what Ryan Trout said in his video, et cetera, et cetera, the sleek pricing, if you take all that into consideration, uh, I think my core gut reaction to this is it's going to be complicated. Like, this is Intel's first stab. I think there's going to be things where it excels at. Like, it might wind up beating the 3060 and DirectX 12 performance for less money, depending where they price it. Uh, Deep link features, if they get rocking and rolling, might truly make this like not just a viable creator card, but one that some creators will go looking for. But there might be other parts where it's not so good and they have to make up the driver overhead and stuff like that. Uh, and we're just going to have to wait to see the final reviews for that. I, the one thing I do wonder is if... <sighs> Would anybody, because, you know, cl- clearly if you're watching this stream, if you basically cruise new sites for any information, I'm going to guess most people are going to say, yeah, I would, if you're making a buying recommendation to a kid or your friend, you're you're going to say you, you're going to want NVIDIA or AMD right now, probably, right? Don't you think? Because that's a safer We'll have to see. I'm not jumping on that. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. But it definitely, I think, would be software and bug driver level wise it probably would be a safer bet yes but then price to me is sort of like that maybe that elixir that like and then it sort of feels like this part is going to do way better as you know bundled into pre-builds right because that's that's where the strength is probably going to be and most people are not they're not even thinking you know they don't even really know what they're getting so that's where yep. the best opportunity feels like. And I yep. kind of wonder if that's really going to be the good, the great advantage of ARC is if the, if, if Intel is like going to everybody says, Hey, we're going to put these cards in these machines and then sell AMD and NVIDIA are like, Hey, put our cards in, 
And like, then, you know, that vendor is going to go like, oh, yeah, why don't you give me a better price? And they, they're going to have to. So ultimately, the good thing is sort of entry-level gamers will really benefit from this first part, if it ever makes it to the U.S., it feels like. Yep. Yeah, having three contenders is going to be great. I wouldn't be surprised if Intel gives big box PC makers discounts on CPU and GPU if they bundle them together. So they have ways to force themselves in. And price really can be a silver bullet. Like if this A750 does wind up, say, beating the RTX 3060 by 15%, like it looked in Ryan Trout's video. That's excellent. Uh, the RTX 3060, the price has obviously been dropping, but it's still going for around 400 bucks. If they price this thing between 250 and 300 and you know, hey, you're getting good DirectX 12 performance, it might not be as good in eSports if that winds up being the case, but it's $100 less and it has excellent DX12 performance. I mean, that could be a very real option for people. I, yeah. I think it's going to be complicated. And it does make me wonder, like also sort of, we haven't even seen sort of the, you know, the upsampling, their super sampling stuff that they're going to do yet. And that also adds, you know, an additional, you know, sort of soft benefit um, upgrade yep. later on when it comes out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it could. We don't know. We haven't tested it. Well, but yeah, I know. We, I, I would yeah. think that uh, Intel's XESS, once it's rocking and rolling, would be right up there with DLSS and FSR2. Yeah. But we'll have to wait for it to come out. Well, see, the good news is, Brad, I don't have to make I, I don't have to keep the I'm neutral reviewers hat because I don't do the GPUs. <laughs> I will tell you the truth is I will say to any kid that's asking, yeah, you're going to go NVIDIA and AMD. It's just simply say and if they had that choice. And the thing is, you don't really have the choice in the U.S. But right now or even at the start, I'm going to say, yeah, your safer bet is the ones that have been here for a long time. So I, I that's yep. I still kind of feel that's what Intel really has to overcome with this. Yep. Uh, and it can make a difference because remember, people would not buy Radeon stuff for many years because right. of the state of the drivers. So, right. and that reputation took years and years and years to get past. So, yep. Uh, real quick, sorry, side note we're getting a lot of reports of YouTube being down. What? Uh, I'm over at downdetector.com, and yeah, there's a bunch of spikes across a lot of oh, things. Oh, holy like smokes. PlayStation Network and Discord, and yeah. Oh, Interesting. No. Yeah. So sorry, everybody. Uh, if if you can hear this right now, maybe uh, try to pull up the the recording afterward. I, I'm sending the feed to YouTube. YouTube says wow. it's getting it. So I have no idea what's going on. Even I'm watching in here. I just lost. We just yeah, went off the air. I have it on my phone. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, so oh I God, mean, is I, the alien attack underway. No, uh, everyone was making the joke that I'm streaming from an Arc GPU. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a good one. I like it, <laughs> but That's mean. that is not the case. And and usually I can I can point to some sort of networking trouble here at the office. But no, I'm I'm sending it a feed. It is telling me in the dashboard. It is receiving the feed. It is just not displaying the feed properly. I think so. it's starting to climb back up because I'm I'm seeing that a, yeah. a bunch of people just got like. So they're starting to yeah, wow, crazy. Hopefully, uh, computers, man, they're complicated. I know yeah. that was a real solid burn too, Adam. Whoever that was, <laughs> I believe in solid burns. If it's, if it's in good fun, my mm -hmm. t-shirt I'm wearing is a solid burn on uh, a team that did not achieve 18 wins. So I, you know, to me, it's a, you have to yeah. have fun while you can, but you know, you don't want to go overboard. And that's why <laughs> I'm kind of with Brad. Like people really do need to reserve judgment here, um, and I. You know, we'll see when we'll see when it gets here, right? So, yeah. But, we'll but again, my the final product actually winds up being wait until we have things be like, okay, this is what you're getting. Here's what you got, right? But yeah. this, I still think the safe bet is is you know the known 
graphics vendors. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 yeah. a problem. And it's the same way for that. In, that has been a great advantage for Intel this whole time, right? Yep. I buy Intel because Intel is way more reliable and all that stuff that you've always heard. So that's 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 something other vendors have to overcome too. Well, Gordon, is it a safe bet to buy GPUs right now or not? Yeah, that's a real apparently question. I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. <laughs> Are you? Well, I, I will, now what I'm referencing, I don't know if you've seen it. Apparently, uh, uh, Jay's Two Cents, super popular YouTuber, really tall in person to you if you ever met him. And yeah. he basically came out of the video saying, you're an idiot, uh, essentially, if you don't buy in this before, right now, as the prices are starting to drop for GPUs. Well, this, well, and specifically, NVIDIA had dropped pricing officially, right. so there, there was that price drop. He got a little bit of a jump on it before it actually kind of came out. And Yeah, yeah 3090 so, Ti was the example case where it gone from, what, two grand-ish? Down to like yeah. fifteen hundred. Well, yeah. To so. be to be absolutely clear, these are not considered dis uh price drops by NVIDIA, they're considered sales. So yeah, yes, the sales. prices have gone down, but they said we have not touched the MSRP. Oh, for oh I see. So for they have not actually cut MSRP, but it doesn't matter yeah. if you can get it below price for six months. That but you yep. you have essentially had a soft cut on it. But yep. Jay basically says, look, these cards are being dumped right now. People are getting ready. They're clear. He's and he, they're getting ready to sell four thousand. And if you think you're going, and here's the logic here: if you're going to think you're going to wait to like, oh, once four thousand launches, I'll buy a new graphics card in November after it's launched. He's like, these prices on these on these cards will be gone. Right? Is yep. that did I summarize it correctly? I think that's pretty much. And he essentially called people like me an idiot because um, my feeling is I think. There's still a bottom to be felt here. So, yeah. And so he was saying, don't, he wasn't saying this is like, buy them now if you can, but also definitely don't wait for RX 4000, which I think is the part, the nuance part that got lost in the conversation a bit. RTX 4000. Yeah. RTX 4000. Sorry. Yeah. So he's, Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Cause I, I think you're, a, a lot of people sort of feel like he was saying, like it was a hard sell. Like he was selling you a timeshare or you're <laughs> the car salesperson. Like you need to buy this right now or this deal's done. I'm walking out the door. You know, I can go talk to the sales manager. I don't, I didn't really get that. I really felt like he was saying, if you think you're going to wait four months and just pick up a, a 30, 90 for, you know, $1,400, that's not going to yep. be there. And that's sort yep. of what I sort of took away from it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of nuance there. I think he's, Broadly right, but also kind of oversold it. It's complicated. Cause... It's so complicated. <laughs> well, a lot I of people pushed back. Is... A lot of people came out, Greg yeah. and uh, Techie Greg City, Seller. they're like, hey, man, this is like, no, Jay's wrong. He's flat out wrong. But you got to remember that people like Techie City and other folks like that lean heavily on the used market. So that's a very different conversation. And that can apply to the new market as well and apply pressure to the new market. But used graphics cards could very well be going for a lot cheaper a couple months from now we're already seeing people dump them because the cryptocurrency bubble burst at least temporarily hopefully permanently uh but uh so those are once they start hitting the united states in force they're probably going to go down even further which in turn if you can buy a used 3060 for 200 bucks that puts pricing pressure on a 3060 to come down an actual price for new ones if they want to move it uh i think jay made a lot of compelling arguments 
as far as the reason you're seeing these discounts now is because they are ramping up for RTX 4000. They don't want all these on the market like last time. Because that's what happens. Well, there are many things that happen. But last time the crypto bubble burst, uh, people were just buying used GPUs left and right and leftover last-gen stocks for incredibly discounted prices, et cetera, et cetera. I think Jay is definitely on to something here. There's a reason they're cutting the prices at the high end now. I think it's worth looking at the cards that are getting these discounts. It's not just the discounts. They're also uh, NVIDIA just started for the first time in years, I think, uh, doing a game bundle with it. So you can get like Doom Eternal and some other games for free. But these are all the cards that are like 3080 and up. So these are ultra high-end cards. And unlike Intel, NVIDIA does start at the high end. Like all the rumors we're seeing for RTX 4000 series are... 4090, 4080, 4070 kind of a deal. So it makes sense that they're trying to flush all those new ones now before the RTX 4000 series comes out. And that's the reason we're not seeing them on the 3060, 3050 yet. That's why we're not seeing prices drop there because those typically take six months plus after the start of a new generation. So I think Jay's onto a lot of right stuff there, especially if you're shopping in the high end. And you do have to take into account the fact that every new GPU generation uh, even before the pandemic and the cryptocurrency and all that jazz, like trying to buy one in the first couple of months is a pain. Like it takes a month or two, three months sometimes for stocks to normalize. So if you've been holding out this long, looking for a high-end card and these fall within your budget, they are a lot cheaper than they were. If you are able to hold out for three to six more months and possibly get an RTX 4000 series card that does even more, like that could very well be an option these days too, but it feels kind of like playing with fire after the last couple of years. So I can see where Jay's coming from. Yeah, no, you know, I, a lot of people got really sort of angry at, at Jay. I, I didn't, you know, cause I honestly, I thought it was, you know, useful advice. And my previous advice had been like, yeah, I think there's still a bottom that's going to come. It's going to get even lower yeah. in the next few months, but his arguments really made me think like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, some of these things like sometimes you just got to, if you don't jump on it right now to get that deal, sometimes those deals really do go away. Like yep. it is possible <clears throat> that it may go away. And we don't, we don't know. I mean, no one really knows. I don't, my sort of, my advice is to a lot of people like I would probably wait, but you know, <laughs> everybody gets squeamish about it. Like, you know, if I don't buy this thing right now, it's going to go up and then they're going to, they'll get, they'll be sad. So like, yeah, maybe just, eat that little bit of a, you know, uh, not getting as good a deal and, and just buy it if you're going to feel better about it. I think the one thing, though, that I, I'm i kind of realizing a little bit more, because, I mean, if most of the cuts are really only at the high end, if you're really only looking at price cuts to, you know, 30, 90 Ti, mm -hmm. that class of buyer, if you're buying, if you were even looking at a $1,500 graphics card, are you the kind of person that's going to be happy with your $1,500 3090 Ti when the 4090 Ti comes out or 4090 comes out or the 4080 comes out and it's faster than the 3090 Ti and it's got these other features? I kind of think at the very high end, those are the buyers. They're, they are the bleeding edge. They want the very best. So most yep. most of those people, honestly, I think you probably want to wait because those are I agree with that's going to bug it's going to it's going to irk you you know they I, bought this car just to show I, off you I, I can't would, show off if your buddy has a better car i would say unless and yes i, I agree with that too i feel like the the if you're in the market for a 70 series or up yeah you might as well wait a little bit but if it's down yeah yeah maybe maybe hop on something unless you add in that that used market 
I know that's hard and it's definitely hard to kind of quantify and look around and, you know, give advice because it's like, well, one, one seller to the next, who knows what you can get. But there's the other part of it is like, man, if you could get a 3080 for 400 bucks, would you do that? You know, if you're in the bleeding edge, high end market, you know, area, but wow, you know, this 3080 the TI for 500 bucks look pretty good. Maybe it's willing, I'm willing to take the risk on it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, so complicated. The used bit, the, the fact that mine's been so huge makes it way more complicated because in a normal market, you'd just be buying it from another PC gamer, most likely. But now yeah. you, all these cards that are getting cuts are the ultra high end cards because NVIDIA was pumping those out to sell those to miners, regardless of whether or not that's what they tell to you. Yeah. Like the 3090, sure. the 3090 Ti did not have light hash rate algorithm for a reason. And now they're stuck holding a bunch of these. Uh I agree with you, Gordon, and I think that most people who are already that price is no object kind of buyer probably already have them. So I think that they're trying to appeal to people who've been holding that. They're like, oh, I want a 3080. I've been saving months, waiting for a time. I'm going to get a 3080 once the price comes down. And now they're like, oh, I can get a 3080 Ti for 900 bucks instead of a 3080 for, you know, I think it'd be just trying to entice those kinds of people with these would be my guess There's, yeah it's kind of the, the weird i want a good deal kind of like folks but i want high end yeah. so yeah i guess i could see but it i i guess i could see that i'm it's I'm also just, worth pointing out that if you're not if you're not talking about the ultra high end where nvidia is doing these price cuts uh rtx gpus tend to be selling for msrp on 500 and lower cards 600 and lower cards but a and d gpus actually have been seeing price reductions for new stock all across the board at this point if you are not an ultra high-end buyer amd radeon's definitely the way to go if you don't need second gen ray tracing and dlss mm-hmm. yeah well and then the the other part of it too is that there's all that talk about oh the 40 series when it comes out is gonna what a what a 4090 is gonna need 450 watts or something like that I, I, more I, than I, that they're saying they're saying like 600 maybe up watts. to 600 yeah so <laughs> well and then the radeon cards might be more power efficient we, we don't know it's 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 all rumors still at this mm-hmm. point but we've heard plenty of it saying like okay well radeon is going to be more power efficient this is also another time to be like well okay well if i can get a 3080 that's going to be more power efficient than a 4080 at half the price sure i lose half the maybe half the performance but it was at least half the price i you know uh, it's yeah yeah. it's complicated i I find it very hard to give people advice these days actually because ideally at the end of a conversation like this would be like okay here's our advice but i mean if you've been waiting for your chance to get a 3080 for two and a half years now and now you can buy one for 800 bucks you've saved your money is it worth it just to go get that is it worth it like yeah theoretically price of performance six months from now the 4080 might be around for 800 bucks and do a lot better but who knows if it'll be here so it's kind of up to everybody with their own risk assessments i guess at this point on how you want to act yeah i I agree with you because it really it is very difficult to give advice and you ultimately just have to like lay out the situation and let people pick their own path, you know? Yep. And that's why I also think like, I mean, Jay, he was playing a little hard by telling you you're a dummy. If you didn't buy it, I get it. I get it. But you know, also the sort of reaction, a lot of pushback. It feels like everybody's, everybody's got an opinion here and like, you know, the internet, there's plenty of that to go around. So I think it's, it's just good to hear it all. And then you make, make the choice on your own. I, Hell, I don't know what I'd do, you know, I, and really the other thing that I really want to bring up because it irks me, I'm not doing this to rub it in, but 
can I recommend that you buy a last generation part that's on its way out at, <laughs> at the MSRP? I, f- I, f- I feel like you've done that before. No, have no I haven't. I haven't. Oh, oh, man, I'm really saying. I really thought you've always been the champion for like, you know, just like, hey, if it's a good deal, you should get it. I just want to point out that a lot of people really said buy last generation 1080 Ti at 10, 10 to 8% off MSRP instead of buying the next generation part with all the new promising of the futures for another 15% cost adder. You know, $800 card versus $700 to $650 card. Classic 1080 Ti. At that point, we already had the 2080 out and we knew it was the same speed as the 1080 Ti. So that $150 difference was, is it worth it to possibly have ray tracing and DLSS in the future? Whereas at this point, the 4080, who knows anything about it? The difference yeah. is at that time, we knew what the 2080 was. I just, I'm, I visited 2018 earlier, and I will tell you, <laughs> looking back at 2018 and hearing people say, we just don't know. We just don't know what DLSS or ray tracing will bring us. Viewed through the lens of 2022, I would have felt really bad if I bought last generation hardware with next generation hardware right on the cusp, especially unless it was a fi- it was well, a but, fire well, sale. That but was that's you. Or wait, so are you saying everybody who bought a 1080 Ti is an idiot? Kind of like Jay's saying. I'm not. I'm saying people. <laughs> I can't say that to the people who bought it because that's their money. But I can't <laughs> say that. Kind of I can say it about the people who said absolutely. Like I, I just like. I always think. You know, it's always this thing where people go like, well, I, I can't bet on next generation features. I can't bet because you just don't know. Yeah, it could we could all go left and, and it should have gone right. But, you know, at this point, you have the amount of sophistication and developer relations from NVIDIA, Intel, AMD and everybody. They they go out and they get these features put into games. They get. Let me ask you. Out. Let me and ask I you. It's, I think uh, it's generally worth it. Where's yeah. Microsoft Direct Storage? Right. Uh, well, DirectX you... 12, when DirectX 12 came out, that was the big deal. Radeon played that up for its 500 series cards. And it took until the, that generation was over before DX12 became, you know, worth buying a card for. There's, where's RTXIO at the same meeting where they announced, uh, the same briefing where they announced all this stuff, the 30 series. The video's like, RTXIO, next generation of uh, game storage speeds. Still haven't heard a peep from that since. Where's simultaneous multi-viewing? They made a big deal about that for VR at the GTX 10 series launch. And okay, VR happened. definitely is always dead end. But would you, <laughs> Brad, would you recommend somebody go and buy a SATA SSD? SATA and, you know, MDX2 yes. for If you get the right machine. price. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just totally. can't. I yeah. can't see it. I, with even Gen three. Yeah, direct storage. Yeah. Direct storage is coming. I think it will make an impact. I know it'll be probably at least eighteen months before it really makes a difference. But I, if the price is really really good and it's a massive fire sale, okay. But really, yeah. it's not that much cheaper. I just kind of think it's worth it. You know, it's it's the it's the classic word that that it irks the hell out of everybody. Future proofing, right? Yep. I think there is your 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 future proofing, and yeah, maybe There's it'll no pay thing. off. There's no it's because yeah, it's it oversells. It's like because it's like it says it implies that it's always going to be perfect. It's like no, you could basically end up nowhere. But I think generally, you know, DDR five, you know, NVMe Gen four, NVMe even Gen five, it's just it gets you the 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 better path forward when things get better is worth it. So yeah. I, I just, but the thing is, I, I even like for thirty sixty, like it feels like 
you'd have to it have to come down to like three hundred dollars for it to be attractive. Right? Oh, it was supposed to. It's only supposed to be three hundred and thirty dollars. So, <laughs> Nvidia's MSRPs were total crap this generation. Yeah, they were just smoke and mirrors. But but, but. <laughs> to, and to something Gordon said earlier, I, I still don't think we've seen the bottom. And and I and no. I and I no. and I think that this is a permanent sale too because uh, mm-hmm. from what from what I've heard at least I was listening to uh, Broken Silicon uh, the podcast this morning and they were saying that we haven't even been hit by the flood of uh, mining GPUs from China yet so like the used GPU market is just going to go crazy in the next couple of weeks and I an AIB I mean everybody wants to still sell this new stock especially forty series coming out so. Yeah. How much would it take for you to buy? And, you know, and and again, uh, who who was it? Uh, Techia City. I got it. Sorry. I met him and talked to him, interviewed him. Can't remember his name exactly. He he's perfectly fine with used cards. And there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that are really fine with used cards. And some of that, I think, is a situation because it's been so bad, especially in other parts of the world. Australia has like been crazy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I still like. I I really a little hesitant to recommend a used mining GPU to to somebody that I know. Oh, his name's Brian. Brian, yeah, Brian at Techia City. Thank you, Chef. For the people who are gonna like, they are gonna be just they are gonna be heartbroken if that damn thing goes belly up, right? Like yeah, I can see, the, like it's the risk. I would not be super. It like we have Tiago Classical Tech who just joined us in the comments earlier. He did a really excellent. Should you buy mine? use mining GPU and broke down what to look for, what sort of memories might be more susceptible to break down, stuff like that. Go read that. In general, like you might be able to find some good used GPU deals soon. They're probably for miners. Uh, there's probably going to be a bunch of normal people who are like, I can finally get a 3080. Let me sell my 5700 XT finally. So you might get some of those in, but a lot of them are going to be for miners. And it's got, again, going to be up to you that risk reward hey i'm getting this 3080 for 400 uh which is half of what it's supposed to be but you know it's probably been ridden hard and long and it could go belly up in a few months so just if you're going down that route there's nothing wrong with doing used gpus uh lots of people do uh it just like we were talking about before about prices in general it comes down to personal risk assessment because if i only had 400 dollars to buy a graphics card and there's no chance of me having another 400 dollars in case that one went belly up i would not buy a used graphics card yeah mm-hmm. i mean you're like me we we play very safe especially because yeah. we make a lot of product recommendations to people in our lives and like mm-hmm. there is a real risk there is a real risk with the mining gpu right and if it's some kid, but uh, yeah, they've they've been mowing lawns for six months to buy this card, and the yeah. thing goes belly up, you know they're just going to be wrecked. So I just like you know yep. for that, yeah. And that, and that being said, I do think the risks of doing it are a bit overblown by some folks sometimes. As long as the people were mining smartly with it, it probably isn't going to do too much. Maybe the fan yep. will get damaged sooner, or, or the VRMs. but it all depends on what happens if it goes belly up what's your answer to that i think that should be the guide to whether you buy used or not yeah yeah no that was really like brian at tech city was saying like if i go and buy a card and i ask them what you know did you undervolt it what'd you run the fans at if they don't know he's like i'm passing because they have no idea what they're doing they just just Mm -hmm. tried to destroy that card Mm -hmm. and you want to buy it from people who who really treated them well at the same time though what, what gets me about the whole like mining thing one reason Think about this now, gamers. You've been angry 
at one crowd for two and a half years for screwing everything up. Those were the miners. They bought every single graphics card up in the entire world. They made millions and millions of dollars off of it. And now they want to sell it to you, but not at like fire sale prices. They still want like their investment back. It's like you've, They've gotten you've gotten your investment back years and years ago <laughs> off the stupid card. If you buy a used card from that person, you are basically rewarding them for basically ruining PC gaming for two and a half years, and then not just saying like, you know, I'm this simp- this thirty eighty itself made me five hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to sell it to you for. $400? I mean, like, hell, it made you $500,000. Give me the damn thing. You give me $500 to take this stupid card. What, one of the delicious, semi-delicious ironies of all this, uh, Jared Walton over at Tom's Hardware. Jared's a smart dude. He's excellent. Uh, he did a post two or three weeks ago, right after the major Bitcoin crashes, and he actually examined, like, what if you didn't sell your Bitcoin to your Ethereum during the high and convert it into U.S. dollars? If you didn't sell it during that high at this point, you basically didn't make money, even if you're able to sell your card right now. Like, it's all about the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just like and, Vegas. And speaking of timing, I, I know we were running a little short. Yeah. One last point on this, I do want to say, is that then the other, the, the last major complication is the economy. You know, yeah. if, if they're like, hey, you know what? I could buy a forty four 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 hundred dollar thirty eighty, or I could you know keep that four hundred dollars because I might need it for gas or food. Half later. a tank of gas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like then uh, maybe I shouldn't. So uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I will just before we move on from this, I want to say people who got riled up from Jay's video because he did come at that very bombastically. Sometimes you have to. It depends on what you're doing. Uh, go back and listen to the actual info and the reasoning behind what he was saying. And I think you'll find a lot of insight there. So I would recommend if you saw that and got mad, go back, listen to what he was actually saying. Yeah. Think about what he was saying and come to your own conclusions if you want. Yeah. Cause he had a lot of smart info in there. Yeah. And again, I will say I, my recommendation was the opposite of what he said, but after hearing him out, it's like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Like he really sort of convinced me like, yeah, maybe, Maybe you should just buy it if you get the chance because we don't we don't know what the hell it's going to turn into. Although I'm just reading an email from somebody else because I've been talking to vendors about how bad it's looking, and this one's basically saying, yeah, there's like stuff is just like they're not really sure how long it'll take to clear all the inventory from everywhere. So you, it's really, really a buyer's market. It's gone from being the most anti-buyer's market to now suddenly a buyer's market. So I I still think the safe bet is like. There's give it a month, give it a month. And there's definitely a, uh, a long ways to go at the same time. Pay very close attention to those things, because if you suddenly see like they start to vanish, you may want to just jump on one. So, yeah, that's the trick, right? Because they're looking to burn through the stocks. You're never going to know when the stocks are burned through. And then the second that happens, peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, piecing out, uh, we do have a couple questions to get to. Brad, how, how longer? How much longer do you have? I'm good. I can go a little bit extra, a little bit more than I thought. Okay. Uh, So if you have any questions right now, it sounds like YouTube might be back. Uh, I did spin (laughs) up Twitch, uh, so there was some awesome chatter over there. Thank you so much. Sorry for dealing with all these uh, down detector problems. And uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, at me in the chat. Uh, I'll I'll try to get to them real quick. I do have a question, and this is is an interesting. Brad, Brad, I... 
I, I got to admit, I was actually very confused by this as, uh, myself. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to okay. re- read this question. Uh, let's see if I, I can find it. Um, it it's kind of long, so I'm, I'm going to summate it. It said, um, it's from friend of the show, mostly running at stock. There you go. Uh, they, oh, goodness. Uh, oh, so <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, there was a, a recent review of, uh, Google Stadia, um, that awarded it a, a editor's choice award and gave it 4.5 stars. Uh, but they're comparing it to PC world's review of Stadia from 2019 by Hayden Dingman, giving it 3.5 stars. Uh, it, it got a series of, of questions here. Oh, actually. Yeah. Well, and, and then they also referenced that in episode 115, we talked about Google Stadia. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it a, a bunch of times, right? You know, is it end of life? Does anyone care? I guess they're confused by it. I'm a little confused by it. Uh, and their question is, what on earth is going on with PC World's reviews of Google Stadia? Mm. <laughs> what do That's we actually question. think? Would you actually, you know, say people should go out and buy Google Stadia? I that's the beauty of reviews, man. That's why I should read reviews from all different kinds of people because people have very different expectations out of different things, what they like and what they don't like. I personally would never subscribe to Google Stadia. Uh, um, if I topped onto any cloud streaming service, I would personally go for GeForce Now. As you guys all know, there's your shot. Uh, and I don't like the idea of a console in a cloud. Like, I don't like the idea if the cloud goes away, if the console gets shut off, my things are gone. I mean, Steam is kind of like that, but realistically, that's not ever going to happen to your Steam library. Uh, Kevin, on the other hand, who reviewed this for us, he just wants the game to be working. He's happy with the console in the cloud concept. He's not scared off by that idea. And he's like, yeah, you can do this without buying a super expensive console. You can play it. It works really good. I'm happy. I just want to play my Assassin's Creed and do this stuff on here. So, again, that's why you look at different reviewers. Whenever reviews come out, we say, don't just read ours. Read everybody's. Get a different feel. Because some people might think differently, think pros and cons on that. Also, some people like sitting in a burning room saying, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, it, it is an interesting point about uh, yeah. I and it's one of the things that I always think of too is that there's there's certain uh, publications and outlets that treat reviews as like here's the opinion of the the whole company and it's it's set in stone and boom. But I, I think in a lot of ways, especially on YouTube too, it's like actually no, this is this is a review from a person and they have their own subjective kind of look at it. So it's not that we're empirically sitting down from high and being like, okay, everyone at PC World thinks this is four point five out of five. Yep. So yep. no, yeah. when people disagree, I actually encourage them to write it out. You make up your case, you make up your case, and let's publish them both. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand why people think like you have to think like a hive mind. That's only I mean, for people who subscribe to a certain hardware platform. Well, from <laughs> I, I Here can we see, can think I can differently. See, I can see why there is questions and concerns about it. Because, obviously, we're on the full nerd podcast here. We dump on Stadia a bunch because we are full nerds who are into the open PC ecosystem. There's a reason we do GeForce now. But, again, Kevin was evaluating this. He already evaluated GeForce now as well, and he didn't like it as much as Stadia. He felt that Stadia performed better, had good enough Hmm. library selection 270 games it met what he was looking for hmm. but 
it doesn't for me. That's fine. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's a traditional kind of thing, right? You get a magazine, you're like, I, and for me, I personally don't like the royal we. The royal we just always like irks me for some reason, just because like, yeah, we're we're all individuals. We're all writing this in a different way. The videos yeah. is all uh, individual kind of thing. So I, I can see it, you know, from from a history. Yeah, uh, and it does confuse people. But I mean, you know, like here we all disagree on all, you know, and it's just, I think it's it's it's. You have to accept that other people have different opinions. That's yeah. why they call the reviews. Honestly, some movies you don't like and somebody else does. That's just how it is. Yeah, for sure. No, it's 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 fun. We, I, yeah. I think we, we treat things a little bit different. Also, uh, this, is this is fine. This is fine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah like, I got the like, new Stadia with the Flame Edition. What is it? It's got the Flames on the console thing? Yeah, it's got the... Because this baby's going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, okay, uh, we got a co- couple more questions um, from CR Poll uh, over on the YouTube chat. It's it looks like it's back. Why don't desktop motherboards use the same RAM form factor as laptops? They're smaller, they're faster, they're able to get closer to the CPU, and less of a factor in blocking airflows. Gordon, uh, gosh, I'm thinking all the way back. You know, there are. I'm going to imagine there are. Huh, that's actually a really good question to explore. I'm just going to just pull something out of uh, an orifice and guess <laughs> that, you know, you, there are certain space constraints that they, SODIMs were made to save space versus a standard DIM. Uh, there may be manufacturing issues. They may, may be trace uh, cost of, of running traces on a desktop board. There also may be simply institutional inertia is like you know what we've always made dims this way we're not going to change anything now for desktops you have been able to get so dims in some boards uh uh also the other the big thing is cost you know typically a dim is lower cost than a sodium sodiums in have typically been a higher cost so there's just a lot of things that just probably add up to it just ain't worth it to go through all the pain so like let's never change from ATX for 25 years, sort of like kind of thing. Maybe. <laughs> and honestly, that whole Dell cam thing was kind of a, a better uh, version of uh, SODIMS. And then also, look, you can't really push SODIMS to the same clocks you can of a DIM. So I'm guessing there's really some engineering trace issues stuff. It is a, it is a good question. It is a yep. good question. I'll, yeah. I'll have to ask somebody that goes all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, a very interesting question from Pedro Acura, friend of the show, said uh, um, their RTX 3070 inside of a micro ATX case idles uh, with idles, you know, so zero RPM mode uh, between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius. Do you consider that normal temps, Brad? I've, I have an answer as well, but. 40 to 50, I would not be super worried about. I'd be more worried about higher temp like uh load temps 40 to 50 depends on your cooling configuration like in a mini itx like it matters a bunch but i wouldn't be overly worried about it yeah i'll, I'll say undervolt look up our under undervolting video uh but yeah my third i have a 3080 ti in my lean the q58 so that is a mini itx case uh not the even the best mini itx for for thermals and yeah it's usually in the low 40s uh, like on, on idle, so I, I I think you're in the ballpark. I I don't think it's it's bad, and we don't know your configuration, but that is uh maybe if if you want to try to hit me up on Discord, we can talk about it further. So. Uh, okay, we got another one. Uh, Sam uh, J K said, uh, I want a, an RTX 3090 for its video memory amount for their machine uh, learning workload. 
In Germany, the Asus Tough 3090 costs 1380 euros new. Should I wait for 40 or buy? I would wait. I, I, I don't know what the euro is to dollar, but... Well, it's actually lower now. The euro is actually now, due to world events, lower than the dollar. Wow. But yeah. I would wait. My argument is, like, you're really doing machine learning, all kinds of very, very advanced features where you need that large uh, frame, uh, frame buffer, memory buffer of that 3090. My argument for 40 series is I suspect NVIDIA will make it better. Yeah. So why would you invest? Why would you buy last generation technology at a not exactly friendly price? To have this new thing that comes out that's massively faster or potentially massively faster than the old stuff. It's like buying a 1080 Ti when you kind of got a 2080. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's a lot of nuance involved. I think this once again falls under here's all the info, choose your own path. Because if you need that, that 24 gig memory buffer is unique. You won't get that in the Radeon lineup, you won't get that anywhere. Uh, this is the first time it's ever showed up for a 3090. This is the first time a 90 class card has showed up in forever on NVIDIA's side. Like, there's no guarantee that we'll probably will see one a 4090, but there's no guarantee that we'll see a 4090. Uh, for me, in my situation, if I was in your shoes, uh, it would depend on whether I'm doing it maybe as a hobbyist and it would hurt me. Like I'd have to make some real fiscal compromises to get that or if I'm doing it for work and, and it makes me money or something like that. Like if you need that 24 gigabytes, like who knows when a 49 is going to launch rumors have said October's rumors have said December. Again, it might take two or three months after it comes out before you can get your hands on one. So uh, that's what I would take into account. No, that's those, those are very good points. Cause yeah, if you're making money from the damn thing, why would you like sit yeah. on it for six months to save, you know, whatever you should just, that's just part of the business cost. Yeah. Uh, a couple, couple more questions here. Um, uh, Cause MC, friend of the show, said, uh, if Intel does uh, bring ARC to desktop, uh, which, yeah, uh, it seems that they would immediately be irrelevant uh, as AMD and NVIDIA next generation GPUs are waiting in the wings. At this point, does ARC even launch on desktop in the market in 2022? Uh, yes. Or do you think it's going to be OEM only? I think it's going to launch in the desktop market in small volumes, and whether or not it's dead or reliable will depend on all the driver stuff we talked about earlier and performance stuff. Uh, and price is going to make a big difference because I don't think that we're going to see a mid to low end refresh from AMD or NVIDIA this year. So if you're looking to pick up a budget graphics card for the Christmas season or holiday season, Intel might be the only game in town. Hmm, That would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's all going to depend on price and performance. Yep. Nice. Uh, I do think they'll launch. I do think they'll launch to answer that core question. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they, they got to do it because, yeah. good Lord, it's mm-hmm. July. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Dennis Siberian, asked over on Discord, uh, what is the biggest difference between buying a used PC part like a GPU or CPU or, say, buying something like a car or a bike? What makes it so special about used or refurbished computers that makes them different than other types of buying there are all kinds of car and bike repairmen around who rebuild engines and do brakes and drive chains and all that stuff you can get fixed up real quick but there are many fewer people out there who can tell you hey you know this spinning platter in this hard drive is about to crap itself (laughs) (laughs) i don't know whenever i'm buying some used like i i had i did buy a used car and before i bought it i took it to a mechanic to check it out and get fixed 
uh, if you have an equivalent of that for a GPU or whatever, feel free, but that's a lot harder to find. Yeah. And then also you have to understand that CPUs, especially they're generally made to run essentially forever. I mean, I recently bought two computers from the 1990s and they probably have not been turned on 20 years and I plugged them into power. Both of them posted just fine. Computers, unless they die in that sort of like first 30 days or first six, you know, 60 days kind of period, they generally run infinitely. I mean, that's the way it used to be. These days is not quite as reliable as it has been, but they generally run forever. It's a digital purpose per a digital product. So cars, I will, a car that has been, that has 400,000 miles on it probably is going to be way less reliable than a computer that's been essentially running for the last 15 years, even though it's not doing a lot. Hmm. That's my guess. I would, I would definitely buy an, again, I bought a 1998 computer and it was, is perfectly fine. It'll be, I could put it away and, or run it for the next five years. It'll be good. It'll be good essentially forever. Hmm. It will die eventually. Mm. Like heat makes a big difference for computer components too. I'd be way more hesitant to buy something that has, moving parts in it compared to something without moving parts in it when it comes to computer hardware but yeah yeah i would like to see 2042 us like mm. coming back to turn on a 2022 computer mm-hmm. it might not be the same like i suspect the 1998 computer might still turn on in 2042 and maybe the 20 the, the 2022 computer would not that, that but, would be that would be curious i be curious. yeah they're way more complicated and potentially far less reliable and mm. also considerably Good faster point. i mean same thing with cars too right to a certain degree yeah uh we do have a couple super chats uh, the sal rams the third gave us a five dollar super chat earlier thank you so much it's a great show today when uh, even <laughs> even though it was uh, not reloading sorry about that uh they still think intel will fix the drivers to get their new cards up to spec uh, we will see on that one. Um, and then we got a five uh, pound super chat from Tech Kev. Thank you so much. Front of the show uh, said any asked any recommendations for a new build for a computer that does basic things like email, web browse, etc. Mom needs a new computer. FX has had it. I guess they are on a yeah. old FX. System. Chromebook. Chromebook <laughs> is exactly what popped into my head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, even if they're they're not invested in the the google ecosystem everybody is you just don't know it i would recommend also the thing is buy a chromebook but i also recommend not buying the absolute cheapest pos chromebook you know if you actually buy a nice chromebook they are really really spectacular everyday drivers for people who don't really need a lot of advanced uh, functionality they're basically the web so even if you're not into google you just sign into a google account and then you can still go to outlook.com or yahoo mail or whatever but uh if for whatever reason your mom doesn't want a laptop she prefers a desktop like stuff for like word processing browsing stuff like that like as cheap as you can get a desktop like you'll probably be pretty good i just make sure it has at least ideally eight gigabytes of ram though you might be able to get by with four if she's really that ultra ultra like minimalist uh and even like the cheapest cpus these days would be just fine for stuff like that yeah as long as you have enough ram and an ssd even a sad yep. SSD or a Chromebox too. Again, not to push too Chrome OS too hard, but a Chromebox gets you big monitor, mouse, keyboard experience for her, and she'll, you know, be very happy with that. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, last question. Uh, this is kind of a 
a fun one from a friend of the show, VC Jester. Before, but before you do that, yes. I just want to say, I've mentioned this before. I've gotten my grandmother's retirement community all on Chromebooks over the last five years or so. Before that, I was the, oh, my grandson works with PCs. He's the tech support for everybody. Moving them on Chromebooks changed my life immeasurably for the better because they don't get malware. They don't break. Like that's part of the reason that we're recommending that if you're doing it for your mom. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and it's better for you because then you don't have to support it as much. Yes. Uh, Opus 11 says uh, we're turning into Chrome world. No longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, v- VC Jester has a, has a fun one. Uh, and I actually don't know this answer. And this is. I'm going to say because Stray came out today and I'm excited for that, that cat based cyberpunk game. What do you call a group of cats? No cheating. Does anyone know? I heard. I was just, I was going to say something really cruel, but I think it's against the law now, but (laughs) (laughs) targets. I I don't know. I don't hate cats that much. What the? Well, you know what cats do? We're out of here. You will be, you will be driving down the road (laughs) and you will be driving down that road. You're bombing down at good speed. There's nobody around. It's nighttime. That cat will be like waiting on the side road until you get up to it. And then it'll run across like what? <laughs> Come on, you saw me miles yeah. away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, squirrels I, are worse, but yes. Uh, so I just looked this up. I, I will say, Lindsay and I, uh, my wife Lindsay and I, probably consider ourselves to be uh, really big into cats and know a lot about cats. And I, I, I don't, I don't even think she knows this. I've never heard of this. It's a clouder. C L O W d e r clouder oh. that's that's a group of cats i had no idea the that, day i learned yeah wow. oh you know why i i don't know that because you've never seen a group of cats because that cats are that way <laughs> you see pack of dogs all the time I, I, a group <laughs> of cats no because they immediately turn on each other that's why they call it a cat fight <laughs> uh, man wow that was, uh, that was a that was a good question dang yeah that stumped I, I like learning new things so that rocked yeah that was fun okay hopefully right. i remember it tomorrow <laughs> yeah no now, now i gotta quiz uh i gotta quiz Lindsay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So everybody who's tuning in, sorry about the, uh, the YouTube dropout. There's some people who are saying, Oh, we, we missed X, Y, or Z section. Uh, hopefully the recording will, will still be up, go there. Uh, but we also do have the audio version, uh, if you don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being patient. Uh, hopefully you can go back and watch. I recommend it you was do. YouTube, not us. Yeah, it was, it was YouTube, definitely YouTube. not us. And I recommend you do because I have the perfect reason why you should not buy a used mining card. That's way mm. you. I know like Brian at Techia City and Greg Salza, those are smart people. They're, my reason is way better than theirs. I'm telling you that for why you should not buy used mining card. You got to go back and listen, I guess. Got to uh, go back and listen. All right. Cool. Uh, take us out of here, Gordon. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Fulner. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please do leave a review. Every time you do, a cat will run out of in front of your car. No. At no, 15 miles no, an we hour. We want people to review. That's not. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> same questions, same comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Go play Stadia on your Chromebook. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Uh, better yet, go play Stray, the new cat-based yes. adventure game. Yes, I'm, I'm going to go do that after <laughs> I have to work. Womp, womp. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Goodbye.
the cat runs in front of your car because it wants to mess with you. Because it could have crossed when there was no car. It's like, check this out, check this out. I'm going to run right in front of the car.